Good news, everyone. <laughs> you have been hearing an ad for a while now saying if we pumped up our Patreon to $500 a month, we would give you a whole bonus show. And you did it like a while ago. And I just haven't changed the ad. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> consider this an update. Congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm replacing that ad with this one. And this one is just a little clip show to get your whistle wet for this month's extra bonus episode of uh, Mama Tried. And that'll come out as soon as we get $1,000. That'll come out as soon Yeah, we're holding <laughs> this one hostage. Nah, 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 nah. But I did want to remind y'all, if we do hit 750, our goal is to release two episodes of that a month. But without any further ado, mm-hmm. here's a couple of clips. Get hyped. Gunvar is going to watch Martin go investigate the door and yeah. think to himself, that motherfucker is going to get attacked by a ghost and I'm going to get blamed for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did I... What did I... What did I do? And with glee, he's like, yes, one more. <laughs> and he starts scuffing it out and he saves like one last little bit. And then he uh, jumps ass first onto it and erases <laughs> it with a butt. He's looking straight ahead, but it, it, and it would be difficult for you to know if he is just looking straight ahead, watching where he's going, looking straight ahead, like avoiding your gaze because he feels awkward about what he's going to say, looking straight ahead because there's Gunvar's fucking back. <laughs> you wake to the feel of sunlight warming your face. Oh, God. Oh, oh so bright. As a well-known sense of aching dread rolls from your temples to your stiffened limbs. Don't say it's my mom. Familiar. I'm not my mother's child. I can handle it. I had too much. You're listening to Astronomica, the podcast of awkward pauses. I'm Star Daddy. Speak closer to the mic, Star Daddy. I'm Star Daddy, and I'm (laughs) up in this bitch on the mic. (laughs) Party time. I'm Jeff, and I'm up in these guts. (laughs) Chris. I'm Kristen, and I'm up in this grill. Nice. I'm Cullen, and we're recording these ahead of time, so maybe I'm still playing Anton. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt it. I'm Colin, and I play Mackie, and I am not up in anything. Known for it, actually. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've seen the way Mackie looks at those feet. He's up into something. Dim toes. Dim toes, dim toes. (laughs) He's up into Tarantino's complete discography. (laughs) (laughs) Filmography, sorry. Gross. I like the way he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) About feet. (laughs) About feet. No one can tell a joke like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) We call it the uh, Podcast of Awkward Pauses, and you mentioned jokes, so now I'm going to tell a joke that relates to that. Let's hear it. Bear walks into a bar. Bartender says, what can I get you? The bear goes, I'll have a beer. And some peanuts. (laughs) And the bartender goes, hey, what's with the big paws? 
<laughs> Sorry, I stepped on your paws. That's okay. That joke was kind of made to be stepped on. Man, it likes it. I mean, just like Mackie. <laughs> Last time on Astronomica, the crew continues to deal with our ongoing refugee crisis and begins to engage in corporate espionage as our communications are jammed and the mysterious Lokshide ship approaches. I put my thievery skills to use as Mackie Charms won Mr. Gareth Hannon, whom the Albatross was looking for before comms went dark. We then gave his data to our only competent crew member, Hildy. It comes to light that Gareth is actually a double agent working for Lakshide to spy on Apogee. While this is happening, I venture into the black to vet an agent who hopped the distance between our vessels, and it turns out he's actually a pretty nice guy, so we let him in. I fulfilled my newest dream by making Gulen cry, then Hildy takes it to the next level by punching him out cold. Mr. Gruber asks you, Anton, if he could speak with the captain, please. Uh, yeah, I mean... Like Mackie, right? I just kind of gesticulate at the ship in general, and like in Mackie's direction, I'm like, you know, take your pick. (laughs) (laughs) Keep in mind that if you are gesturing to... Mackie and the ship in general that... Oh, yeah, I'm assuming we're watching... That uh, Hildy is there as well, having just, like, very matter-of-factly just, like, bonked this dude on the head, so... So, well, you you guys, they're coming out of the airlock, so they're passing through the cargo hold. Gotcha. While they do so, Mr. Gruber is, he, you know, kind of scans the the crowd of refugees, and he taps a few times on his data pad, you know, seemingly when he sees a certain face. And then you guys go down the corridor toward the mess where you find <laughs> Hopper pulling a body out into the hallway. When Hildy oh, sees... Uh, he was like this when I found him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, not wrong. When Hildy sees this guy come through, she's going to detach the data pad and basically just like, I don't know how big data pads are, to be honest. Are they like... About like a smartphone. Okay, then she's going to like toss it in the back pocket of her flight suit, you know? But basically, she doesn't want it just left open. She's not intending to broadcast that. She would like to keep this piece of equipment. Yeah. Ah. Gruber follows you to meet Maggie. Hello. Uh, May I introduce you to our illustrious captain? This is uh, Maggie Byrne. Hey, hello. (laughs) I am... He of the indeterminate surname. You may call me Mackie. I have not yet had the pleasure, sir. Mr. Baptiste Yoshida, you have been promoted to Chief Diplomacy and Protocol Officer. <laughs> I have nothing if not tact. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, it it happens a lot, you know, but I appreciate yeah. it. It's very polite. Hildy is privately, and doesn't say anything about it, but she's privately hurt that she <laughs> took initiative and didn't get a promotion to anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mr. Gruber coming from a corporate planet is like, it's a great honor. I'm thrilled to, to witness it. Uh, and you are. And let so. me vouch for your employee, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Yoshida, was it? That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is Baptiste yeah. Yoshida your. I Very deserving of his promotion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is, in all particulars. Uh, Does your ship make all the promotions? <laughs> Uh, yeah, most of them. You know, awesome. also <laughs> most of the demotions and all the lateral moves as well. Okay. Uh, all yeah. the motions in the our, ocean. Uh, our ship That's BI an interesting a piece of software. We should compare notes. I don't think that would be good for either one of us. <laughs> Long story short, we should just put a pin in that topic of conversation uh, indefinitely. Fair enough. Uh, and, and your name, sir? Lub Gruber. Oh, of the uh, Fuzang Long Rubers? Indeed. <laughs> ah, a pleasure to meet you and uh, welcome you aboard my ship. 
show. I have been uh, having a little bit of uh, FaceTime with your uh, mm, associate, uh, Mr. <laughs> Hannon, and he is... Uh, I would have used stooge. <laughs> stooge, yes. I'm s- <clears throat> Thank you, Anton. Thank you. Your stooge, <laughs> Mr. Hannon, and he is willing to uh, <clears throat> defect to uh, Lakshide from uh, Apogee Aerospace. And, uh, Let me say that you and your crew are refreshingly overt. <laughs> you know, we tried to be subversive, but we could never quite get on the same page. Yeah. So overt's just the way to go. Yeah. Uh, In my line of work, it's a nice change of pace. I <laughs> well, we're uh, happy to help. So what can we do to keep this uh, this ball rolling? Well, you have 17 of our employees on board. I'm here to facilitate to facilitate a landing at... Um, New Kansasity, which is our, uh, <laughs> uh, is the Lakshi Day uh, headquarters on Glazer 4. New Kansasity, right. The unfortunate situation is that you also have 94 Apogee employees, and I don't think they're going to be very fond of you guys landing at one of our facilities. Uh, could we dock with the Albatross and move the uh, Lakshi Day employees over to uh, y'all's custody there? That would, uh, be reasonable, except that we have reason to believe that an Apogee ship is in the area, running on stealth, and that uh, a docking procedure would leave us incapable of defense. I see. This conversation's taking place just, like, in the general <clears throat> men's in the, area? In the galley, I think, yeah. Okay, so having heard that, Hildy will tap on Mackie's shoulder. Dr. Cade? Yes, and she has also... Have you met Love Gruber? Ah, yes, I heard his introduction earlier. He's of the Fuzhang Long Grubers. Uh, yes, very impressive, Mr. Gruber. Um, C'est classé. Perhaps I could discuss with you the particulars of Captain Mackey's suggestion. And she will take her shades and, like, click them down over her eyes. That's right. Sorry, that's trying to be a shredding <laughs> guitar riff, but I can't really do that with my fingers. <laughs> and in my head... Mackie is like a little bit of a shorter old dude. Hildy, and he is he is in mine as well. And Hildy is a bit taller, so like you've seen you're seeing this like taller Miranda Otto kind of coming behind, shades down. So she's going to look at him. Yes. My suggestion would be that even though the other ship is in the area, the best thing for us to do would be indeed to move the individuals, as Mr. Mackie suggested. What we could do is we could arrange with the Apogee station ship. To hold off for a moment, we have certainly done them a service, taking these people in, as you say, 94 of their employees, and tell them that it is very important to us that we remove potential hostile moles who could take over important information of, of their company to your company, of course. And uh, in that way, we are doing them a service, and they allow us the time necessary to take these persons and move them to your vessel. What I'm leading up to, mechanically, is that I want to try an authority check on him. Um, well, since we're all being so candid, I will uh, spell it out. I lay it out for you here. The Apogee personnel on your ship are all high UBAs. Uh, that's unrelated breeding age workers. So they're already everybody's cousin. Essentially, they're not clear to jerk off, but uh, <laughs> our our employees, our Lakshi Day employees, are low UBAs. Uh, they're more valuable. Apogee's interest has nothing to do with the refugees. Uh, Mr. Wow, this Gruber. was 
if I may make a suggestion. Hmm. On the one hand, Hildegard, I really appreciate where you're coming from. However, I think that Apogee may be somewhat less willing to negotiate now that we have uh, physically harmed one of their agents. Uh, uh, they are not aware that that is a thing that has happened. As far as they know, he was uh, taken ill, as it were. In He got sleepy. He got sleepy, or possibly, you know, he was harmed in the, the altercation on I the mean, station. I mean, I saw him trip. If I can say, we I mean, aid. I don't give a shit about Gold, and I'm actually quite happy that you did that. Uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, but if I can get to uh, my original idea, the Albatross is a Corvette class, no? That's correct. Um, would you happen to have a contingent of fighters or a uh, secondary vessel aboard? Not aboard, but... Uh, we do have other ship in the area. Well, what, on I, route to rendezvous. what I was thinking is uh, if your concerns lie in the Albatross and the Grace being exposed in the middle of a docking procedure, perhaps we could use the other craft to run interference between uh, our vessels and then the Apogee potential stealth threat. You know, having an extra layer there to distract and harass them. And with that in place, perhaps we do not need to dock indeed. You came to our ship without talking. That's a maneuver that's maybe difficult for a refugee. In space, <clears throat> you just need a little bit of a propellant, and uh, the distance between our ships is... Um, we we could get closer and run a tether. We could get closer and run a tether. My concern is I don't think that we've got 17 vac suits to spare. Uh, but the albatross, man. <clears throat> exactly. With a complement of uh, potentially 40 <clears throat> crew members... Appreciate our position here. If we do as you ask, yes, we will be helping Lakshi Day, which we are very happy to do. We will be equally pissing off Apogee. And when we're done, you will have your 17 employees, but we're going to have a lot more Apogee and employees of other various and sundry corporations on our hands, someplace they don't want to be. Mm. So... We need to come up with some solution that uh, goes down the middle path. And if you do not tell Apogee that their employees aboard the ship are, as you say, um, what was that lovely phrase that you use? High UBAs. High UBAs. And simply perhaps put out some sort of chatter on your vessel that you are very excited to have come across some high is from from Apogee, then uh, the passengers here for them would be important enough that they would not want to attack them, yes? I mean, we could try it. I, I have a feeling they already know who's on board. Well, I am very confident in our ship, and <clears throat> I don't think that she is... She really is, like, very confident. Dr. Cade, you have been promoted to Senior Corporate Machiavellianism Officer. <laughs> yes. In her head, she, like, turns around and, like, yeah. fist pump. <laughs> But yeah, I'd like to try an authority check. Go for it. All right. So, authority, as we may recall, is a focus that once per day I can request from a non-hostile a role against my charisma lead. So, basically, I make a, a lead charisma role against their morale, and if I succeed, then they comply. Okay. So, for me, charisma and lead ends up being a uh, plus two to whatever I roll in the deck. Not too bad. Seven on the die for a total of nine. He had a morale of nine. Oh, shit. Does that count? Does like That counts. Oh, score. So, um, 
He's what iffy you're, about it. You're trying to, yeah, you're trying to compel him to do what exactly? Sorry. So what I'm trying to convince him to do is basically come on board with our plan. And then my idea is that if we get him on board with our plan, like, comms are down between mm-hmm. vessels. Right. So if we can get him to just, like, start <clears throat> moving these passengers right now, right. then theoretically the ship, their ship will just go along with it. If these are high, if these are important enough individuals, they'll see that he's come aboard, made some sort of deal, and, like, move to follow his lead. I don't have clearance to make this sort of decision. I'm here to liaison between my captain and and yours. Okay. Um, who I'm beginning to see is not the decision maker. We <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, Mackie's decisions are paramount and not to be countermanded. Yes, <laughs> Captain Mackie is the decision maker, and one of the decisions that Captain Mackie has made is that uh, we all play to our strengths, and one mm. of my strengths is. Uh, is is explaining oh, the logic? I'm actually of our very impressed at your uh, grasp of the fundamentals of the situation. <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you think, Captain, that I could have a tumbler of that liquor while I discuss the plan? Oh, of course. <laughs> can I? It's um, a party. Can I make a suggestion? How's about in a show of good faith between the Admiral Grace uh, LLC and uh, Luxide and the Albatross? Maybe if uh, one of us from the crew came with you, Mr. Gruber, across to the Albatross as a sign of good faith and willingness to negotiate, that might help facilitate a uh, you know goodwill between the vessels. That makes sense. I will need to uh, go and speak to the captain. Yes, if you want to send a representative, that's fine. One matter of some urgency. Yes, um, we do have a head if you need one. <laughs> we have several. <laughs> Is that where you were going? <laughs> 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 yes, unlike the uh, old vessels uh, of, of the seafaring nature, you cannot simply go over the side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold it. <laughs> you can, but it'll be real cold. Yeah, I'll need to I'll need to speak with my captain. But yeah, the urgent matter at hand is uh Mr. Hannon was in possession of uh, some files that I will need to retrieve. We certainly have the Mr. Gannon, I believe. Uh, Mr. Hannon reaches into his back pocket, and his eyes get big as saucers. Who actually has it right now? Hildy does, but she kind of Hildy? she tossed it in her back pocket <laughs> so that he wouldn't see that she had it. Well, um, What's if I may, Mr. Gulin was trying to confiscate all of the data pads from the refugees earlier. He may be who you should speak to about that. That I, is very true. Hildy, uh, go check his pockets. I will absolutely do that. And Hildy will go check Gulin's pockets. Okay. Where, has Mis- Gulin made it into the sadness room yet? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gruber, would you describe Mr. Gulin as a high UBA or a low UBA employee? Uh, he doesn't have a UBA number. He's an executive. So he would be more valuable to Apogee Aerospace. Yeah. Presumably you can, like, hold him for ransom or something. Yeah. He has a, he has a certain value, sure. Perhaps he, in conjunction with a digital copy of the files which were on a, any devices which may have stored them originally, would suffice in lieu of the original device. Oh. You want to keep the actual hardware. <laughs> We want the goods, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can, org- I can arrange Actually, that. Actually, yes, I, I would like to keep the hardware. I don't really care about the data on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, just I can really arrange that, that for you. No problem. Sweet data <laughs> I will make a note that Mr. Hannon's Edge Tech 411 was unfortunately lost and that the files were retrieved. Would Mr. Gulin's value as a bargaining chip be enhanced or diminished if perhaps the <laughs> inhibition lobes of his brain had, been, had had surgically induced lesions? 
Um, well, certainly there would be some liability to consider if that happened. <laughs> Perhaps they would be indistinguishable from that suffered in a drone attack on an Perhaps space so. station. <laughs> Perhaps so. I, uh, for one, am, am moderately concerned about how willing the average person is to just go along with Grace's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I assume there's. I assume I'm talking to the ship's doctor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good news, you are amongst other things, certainly. Yeah. Good news, <laughs> good news, everyone. Also, that we're pretty good yeah. We're on a uh, a corporate hellscape system, so uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine moral uh, you no. know, qualms are in short supply. You think here. I've never spoken to an insane, unshackled AI before? <laughs> Give me a break. I 100% believe that at least one of these companies is, like, led by Jeff Bezos' head in a jar. (laughs) Jeff Joe. (laughs) Jeff Joe is Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Wait. Bezos Joe. Yeah, so, having heard this, she's not really that worried about Gulen. She'll just, like, duck up to the actual bridge Mm -hmm. and take one of the... I think she grabbed, like, a random data slab earlier, Mm -hmm. and she'll basically copy the files... From the fancy one to that one. And when she's done, she'll come back to the mess and hand it to the dude. Okay. She won't say anything. She'll just assume he knows what's up. Right. Yeah. He checks it real quick and then uh, pockets it. So, were one of you wanting to come across as a representative uh, to negotiate with the captain, or shall I return uh, Uh, with my new orders regarding your offer? I feel like... Since I suggested it, I should only be willing to uh, follow through on my word. Perhaps if you could give us just a moment? Certainly. I want just the crew, and I want to just, like, huddle up so we can just talk as a crew. Trying to talk him into giving me the fighter. Oh, that is fair. I I was somewhat concerned that he was not your usual type, and perhaps your usual charm would not work with this Oh, no, I mean, Gruber can get it, but that's not really what I'm after. <laughs> Question: Can Gruber get it? I mean, if he's got a certain charm to him, if you like a Harrison Ford-esque quality, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of an Alan Rickman, but yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever Jeans Alan Rickman and Harrison Ford have in common, Gruber has. Yeah. What do? <laughs> no, I we don't have time for that. But now I am wondering. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our uh, sister podcast. And <laughs> are you gonna like? Jump across 35 kilometers of space? Yeah. I don't know. I've never... That's fucking sick, bro. I've never done that far of a jump before. It seems kind of cool. Do you want to borrow my surfboard? Yes. All right. (laughs) All right. That you can try to take care of it, and Mackie runs off to (laughs) to actually cannon get his surfboard. (laughs) Mr. Anton? Uh, yes, he'll do. Well, the surfboard does seem like a very important piece of equipment for this very important mission. If you would perhaps give me just a moment to see if there is any sort of communication solution that we might send with you, uh, that we have some way of keeping in touch with you. I'm not sure that it exists, but if you give me just a moment, I might be able to come up with something. It's um, called a clickety-click flashlight. Could, well, I mean, yeah, we, we could do a, a Morse code signaling thing. But the other thing is, do we have laser, like, optical communications? I mean, if y'all can... Yeah, that's a good question. Being the laser onto my suit's relay, I don't see... Like, even if general comms yeah. are jammed, yeah, it's, that's it's, the kind it's of a, thing it's that a I'm physical thing. So. Right, yeah, that's the tight beam. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'd imagine we could hold tight beam at least until I get into the other ship. I'm into it. I want to know 
maybe this is like a no, I'd say like an intelligence no to see if there's any other thing that I might be able to send with him that has some chance of like communicating within the ship. Yeah, a gun. <laughs> uh, well, I assume he's going to take that um, with him. No, I really think a type beam is the only Is the only option, way. Yeah. Okay, cool. That I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of assumed there wouldn't, but I thought I'd give it a shot because I would hate to not think of it and then, yeah. you know. Mr. Baptiste Yoshida, before you jump across the chasm of empty space between our two ships, please attach this magnetic grapple to the outside of the hull. As we like to say in EVA world, without a base, without a trace. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, and not to mention, if we're going to tether the refugees across, it makes sense <clears throat> to go ahead and establish the connection. Uh, Hopper walks down the, the corridor, by the way, with uh, Gulin behind him, strangely compliant. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sending Gulin, like, as a, as a gesture of good faith? Just, like, here, have him? Yeah, I mean, it, it both gets him out of our hair and gives them uh, a chip. I'm into it. Cool. I mean, I feel like as throw as some for straps on him and the guy wears them. Like <laughs> in, interesting faction politics. Yeah, you know, we've certainly chosen a side. Yeah, yeah. Just well, I feel like uh, what happened is this guy is our customer, and uh, he's a passenger, and he represents one side. Gulen represents the other. Gulen annoyed us, True. <laughs> and so the decision was sort of made. That's fair. Yeah. Gulen no. tried to extend the arm of corporate authority within the realm of the ship. Bad yeah, that's, idea. That's a no-no. Bad idea, Gulen. It's yeah. like the number one no-no on the no-no list. Yeah. And now he has <laughs> his brain cut into pieces. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be he just got bonked on the head. <laughs> to be fair, none of us meat bags. Well, maybe the meat bags with more experience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knew that might be in the offing, but I just want to be clear. Hildy is practical. She's not expecting everything. Yeah. You know, the, Anton's the whole... a bit like a, a like a Labrador. He's he's <laughs> he's very engaged. He's very you know, but he's he's pretty dense. Simple. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 loyal, but he doesn't really know a lot of what's going on behind <laughs> the scenes. That's fair. The post credit scene is. Uh, Hopper sliding a little petri dish into a like refrigerator unit with like eighty other petri dishes, and she's like, "Hello, Gulin, meet your friends." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like seven of them are labeled Anton. <laughs> Play nice, Gulin. Now you are just goo. <laughs> so Gulin is strapped into a. Uh, Back suit. Mm -hmm. uh, Anton's backed up and um, carrying a bright yellow surfboard with like. No, actually, I'm <laughs> like, that was to distract you. So you run <laughs> off to get your surfboard. <laughs> they leave oh, no. and you come running up to the airlock, like, oh, you left the surfboard. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's okay, Mr. Mackie. Oh, I mean, if you want to take the surfboard, be my guest. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was me being Mackie saying, "Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's okay, Mr. Mackie. I, I feel it, like it carrying... gives Anton something to come back to. <laughs> to be clear, we do still have Gareth Hannon. Yes. Okay. Because all they, they didn't want him, they just wanted his information. Yeah, well, she doesn't really seem to care. He no, I mean, he really. seems to be like, he's going to take Hannon. Yeah. He... Was not going to return to the other ship without the data. Gotcha. 
So Hildy keeps the tight beam on uh, Anton as they go make this jump between the ships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just in case something happens and, and he needs their help. Fully expecting, of course, that we won't have the communication after he gets into the other vessel. And right as they reach the other vessel and he's just about to go out of comms, uh, Hildy says through the tight beam, uh, Mr. Anton, I must say, that's a real Susquehanna shuffle you've got going on there. She does not understand what the clear continued joke is. She just assumes it's a thing that you all say. I do a little like boot scooting boogie on my way in there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you head out onto the hole and uh, prepare to leap into the vacuum. Love gives you a few tips, and uh, then uh, I assume you're tethered together. Yeah, that would make sense. Extends his Are we kind of like a like a like a chain like me, Love, Gulen? Grace actually made sure that Anton had his own independent or redundant mag grapple that was attaching him to the hole. Right. It's cool. the first time that the ship's ever been concerned for my safety. I feel a little, <laughs> little tickled. Yeah. Little <laughs> and then uh, Lub hops off. I'm going to roll his check. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be an exert dexterity. Okay. Uh, you can make a case for other skills. Uh, shoot might be relevant. It would shoot be relevant in like me shooting the mag grapple at the albatross. If you do poorly on your roll, that may come up. But this okay. is just to like jump uh, with. Oh, uh, so I guess like accuracy. Yeah, yeah. I think given the context, exert dexterity makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, I will do that. That's a seven. That's an eight all day. Okay. Anton Gulin and Lub Gruber go sailing through the silent void. In the dark, with nothing but a little uh, twinkle at the edge of seeing to guide them. Like three wise men or three idiots. <laughs> three, three men at the very least. Yeah. Uh, our communications are still down. They are, but you do have your tight beam connection to, to uh, yeah. Grace. Yes. I just, I'd, I'd imagine that I'm just like kind of talking shit to Gulen, but obviously there's no like sound. Yeah. It's he's, he's doing the thing from the, the kid at the dentist YouTube video. <laughs> You're just like, is this reality? <laughs> All right. We're on the flute. Mm-hmm. Question Speed about cross. the communications. Mm-hmm. Is, does that go away once Anton is on the other ship? Or? Yes. Okay. Once That's there is I a thought. physical object in the way, you will no longer. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I wanted to be sure. Now the other ship has a tight beam receiver, but it is currently like angled toward Glazer Four. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's in communication uh, with command structure. So, so we're in we're in comms presently. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Mackie. Hey, how you doing, Anton? Hold hey, uh, hold on, check this out. Hey, hey Mackie. <laughs> As Anton is waving his hands in front of the receiver to, hey, to see sp- if it was noticeable. It's the speed of light, Anton. It doesn't work that way. Uh, I can move I, my I hands appreciate slower. the goof, though. It's a uh, good goof. Gentlemen, if you could please only use the communications tight beam for emergencies and very important communications, thank you. Oh, shit. I, this is an emergency, Mackie. I forgot the surfboard. I'm real sorry about that. <laughs> You know, look, I try to lead a horse to a really good time. <laughs> they just, they never surf. That's the thing about it. That's the way the expression goes. And by the way, Dr. Cade, this is essential communication. This is essential to the upkeep of crew morale. And uh, I'll thank you to uh, not 
harsh or mellow <laughs> any uh, more than is necessary. Idagar, I um I don't really know how long I'll be gone, uh, and so I left a post-it note about this stove. Really, uh, if you preheat the oven and uh, just leave the pot on a simmer, uh, you should be good to go, because it's... Uh, it's Mackie-proof cooking. Ah, uh, well, that is excellent. I believe in your absence, Mackie probably will be the best candidate to do the cooking. I asked you for a reason, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, you must understand there are times as when I first entered the ship that because of my perceived gender, there are assumptions that are made. If the reason is that you do not believe in Mackie's ability to cook, I will be happy to mind oh, the pot. Not, I'll kill not us a, all. Not you a girl really thing. It's me. just, yeah, Mackie's bad. Although there's like a non-zero chance that like one of the refugees worked at the Orange Julius. So just like grab one of them, I guess. Oh, that reminds me of something. And Mackie signs off the comms. <laughs> <laughs> Anton, I will remind you that I am thoroughly and intimately acquainted with the bioneurological receptors of taste in human bodies and can therefore synthesize food to a level of deliciousness never experienced by a sentient or sapient being. Could you do me a favor, Hopper, and describe for me the mouthfeel of a slice of orange? It, it, it doesn't. I just, like I, I just started holding my hand over the laser. <laughs> <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> it feels like a warm bag of sand. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yes, well, Mr. Anton, I believe you are coming to the end of your short space voyage here. Please, if you will remember, if we can offload some of these crew and uh, in some way be compensated at least enough... To replenish our supplies. Understood. I think I have a clear idea of the mission going forward. Excellent. And I did notice that on the hull of the vessels that they do also have a tight beam communication capability. If things go very terribly, it would not be the worst idea ever to try to get control of that. And at least we might be able to reestablish some sort of communication. In a bad situation, one man against an entire Lokshide ship for control of the communications array. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have every confidence in your abilities. Simon, I'm going into a tunnel like any you're breaking up by. New suit, who this? I can still see, I still have you in range. <laughs> I can see the green light. <laughs> the green, oh, no. The, I can see the green receptor light lighting up on your receiver. I, know uh, I, thought, the, I, thought, I thought you were doing a... Uh, uh, the thing the Muppets are about to do. Fuck. Um, the, the Muppets are about to fuck? 2001 A Space Odyssey? Gatsby, green oh. light, the ducks. Oh. Mm, that's oh. where I was going with it. It's public domain. Hence the Muppets oh, thing. Okay. Mr. Oh. Anton, I Suck can it, see that your Gerald. lips are just moving and you're not making sound. <laughs> so I was talking to the goo guy. Hey, hey Stan. <laughs> Yeah. How far apart are our ships? Uh, they were four kilometers apart, but oh. now that uh, their representative was peacefully accepted and is now on his way back, they are drawing closer. We wouldn't have like a four kilometer long hard line. No. Okay. I suspect we're about to switch over to all the cool stuff that Anton gets up to. So while he's doing that, I want to chat with Mackie about the rest of our passengers and also start looking for our options for the rest of them. Okay. And start sort of like crunching those numbers and figuring out our possibilities. So while he's doing that, I think that's a good thing for us to focus on whenever we switch cool. scenes back and forth. If you, okay, cool. Let's see. So you're scanning for 
possible landing zones, basically? Yeah, yeah. And particularly since we did get some information from the Lakshide representative in regards to the rest of the people that we have aboard. Mm -hmm. um, if I remember correctly, we have some Lakshide personnel. We also talked about if there were any people from Ile or Apogee that would be of use to them, we're also happy to give them to Lakshide since they're the first takers. Okay. But I believe a large percentage of our crew were considered basically laborers kind of thing. Yeah, the only one that they seemed to have any interest in was Gareth Hannon. Gotcha. Who is an Apogee employee. Gotcha. Quote, unquote. Yes. Yeah. Employees of, uh, yeah, Lakshide, Apogee Aerospace, Eli Chemical Industries, Scale Skin Personal Defense, hmm. Exilus Automotive. There are some, like, shop clerks from the station from uh, Entity Fashions and Glimmer Co. <laughs> you have an engineer from Presto Prefab, Strand Integrated Cybernetics, and I'm sure this is a very interesting list to listen to on the <laughs> podcast, but you get the idea, lots of... Uh, Lots of different groups. West Hill Proprietary Company, the Karina Firm, and let's see, Ingot Industrial Machinery. There is also a mouthfeel specialist from Laura's Three Spoon, Virginia Style Bucket Cheesecakes. <laughs> uh, nice. Excellent. Um, do you think they'd like to buy a custom uh, virtual environment for uh, <laughs> Shackled AI? Because uh, I, I know somebody who has one for sale. Probably not. If you know uh, someone who has one for sale, we should buy it and destroy it to free it from its eons of torment. Yes, absolutely. We should not try to trade it for our entire rations allotment of cheesecake. Look, I'm just saying we've got a thing we need to get rid of. <laughs> and uh, there's multiple ways to do it. Uh, so, that is certainly a well-taken point, Mr. Mackey. I believe if anything like that were to ever come up, the Institute would be the place to talk about it. And she tries to give you, again, the like the high sign. You yeah. get halfway through giving him the high sign, and his eyes kind of like wander into a corner of the room. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what were we talking about? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Correct, Mr. Mackey. What were we talking about? Ah, uh, very good. <laughs> I did. I, so I had a twofold purpose in asking you the, that question. One of which is to make you recite a really long list. Mm -hmm. uh, long and boring. Accomplished. So, Chuck, you should have yeah. made that your goal. Mm -hmm. no, my, my goal when playing a game with Stan <laughs> is always to delve into the limits of his backstory because I haven't hit it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but also, my secondary purpose was to say, like, did we get data from our system entry about, like, the disposition of the various factions on the surface of glacier four yes i don't think anyone has, has like looked at it but like downloading the local like, net archives you're able to piece together like journalism. i could be i could be way off here but i'm getting the impression that the only two like corporate entities that are like straight up belligerents at this point are lakshide and apogee yeah there's essentially an iron curtain on glazer okay 4. Um, oh i thought it was a, a tripartite uh, I mean, there are entities that exist outside of Apogee and Lakshide, but they are the major superpowers okay. on the planet. And then there are smaller corporations that kind of fall into their... Their client states, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so given all of that, yeah, I want to start just working through parsing out the information for best landing sites, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming this is a task that would take a little while. Yeah. So if we want to maybe switch to what Anton's got going on... Certainly. If I need to make any rolls in the meantime, I'll... 
go for that. Okay. Yeah, why don't you make a case? What do you want to roll? Well, I feel like one thing I'm doing is basically data mining the mm-hmm. information that we get from the when we come into the system to look into all this background that we didn't pay attention to and also cross-referencing that with the list of passengers that we've got. I assume we've assembled like a semi-list. We kind of know, kind of don't know, based off of our crew's usual approach to things. Mm-hmm. And based off of that, I'm looking for what is the best site that we would be able to offload the most people. So my guess would be that that's going to basically be research. Okay. And I'm going to say intelligence for the research aspect. And I think for research, we looked at no. That's fine. That's what you're working on. I will call for the role when we end the gotcha. like, the amount of time it takes. Cool, cool, cool. Anybody else on the grace do anything before I jump to Anton? Mackie is going to... He's going to look up uh, Hannah Shank, the military sort of independent contractor that we kind of sort of hired on. Yeah, she sat in the mess hall with her feet on a table. Uh, hello. Uh, smoking Ms. a fake cigar. Miss Shank. They don't call it vaping anymore. They call it fake smoking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. Hey, they call uh, it coward smoking. That, uh, <laughs> is, that, is that waffles I smell? <laughs> um, yeah. This is a, a waffle fake. It's a very convincing waffle fake. I uh, My mouth is watering. I'm out of the uh, usual. Mackie, do you require another dose of oral desiccant? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Please uh, please put that onto the schedule for later on uh, 0600 hours or something like that. I have dispatched an oral desiccant for your remedy. Oral <laughs> pleasure? Were you thinking oral pleasure? <laughs> Uh, That's my secret. I'm always thinking oral pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mackie, I haven't been able to get a straight answer about pay. I keep hearing you guys want to hire me and my uh, my men. I could use a uh, actual commitment if you're free to make one. Pay. That rhymes with hey. Hey, what's that over there? Mackie, <laughs> run. <laughs> Hopper, I think we got to actually do this. Uh, my name is Grace. Sorry. You you guys have the same voice, so if I'm not, like, uh, looking, then I get confused. How dare you? <laughs> Grace sounds like this, and Hopper sounds like this. You know what? You're right. That was offensive. You have my most hot fell apology. Okay. I guess that I just want to know, before I start talking to this woman about this, we're all in agreement that it would be nice to have a little bit of extra, you know, hustle on the ship. We should get started on starting our faction. This seems like a good place to start. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'm into it. If they signed on as members of the crew, would that not roll into the standard crew cost? The standard crew cost is a default, but obviously each crew member can have their own. You gotcha. can negotiate mm-hmm. the cost. Gotcha. Hannah Shank wants, for her and both her men, mm-hmm. total 40 credits a day. All right, so let me see. That seems really doable. Well, considering that our six-month maintenance cost, as is, is $26,500. Okay. Yeah, so. And to be clear, that's a total of 40 credits, not 40 credits apiece. Yeah, she's getting 20, they're each getting 10. Okay, cool. So that's, uh, yeah, so 7200 every six months, so. Okay, that seems very doable. Mackie's like, that's very reasonable on the face of it. However... I have an offer that I would invite you to consider, and you do not have to uh, give me an answer now. You can feel free to sleep on it. Please don't be a feet thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, she says, please be a feet thing. <laughs> I will take care of your feet. <laughs> Every night. Oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> Listen, I've already said I'm not making Mackie's foot fetish canon unless there's like a Patreon goal involved. Um, Patreon tier three is is just Mackie lovingly describing tending to a foot. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Man, we got to get this content to Tarantino. We will be funded like that. 40 credits a day is perfectly reasonable and you're worth every, every credit of it. However, the way that this uh, crew does business is... A little fluid, a little weird, but we make it work. We've been flying for a good long time now. How would you feel about 32 credits a day and a percentage of profits? How do you make your profits? Uh, there's a lot of different ways. Violence is involved sometimes. Well, not so much violence as resisting violence. Mm. And uh, that's where you come in. I feel like... You're getting us into a little bit of the, um, like, merchandising sales from Star Wars thing, <laughs> where I would hope that our profits are more valuable than eight credits a day. You think so? I would hope. Mackie exists in a state of worrying about money. Mm. If, it, so. if it goes above 10% of profit, oh, I, no, would, no, no, I would no, cut no. it. I was yeah. going to offer, like, 1%. Oh, okay, yeah. Then. Oh, yeah. yeah, if yeah, we're bringing it. in, like, 10000 every yeah. time we get some, like, job payout, then... 32 credits a day, That's guaranteed. like 1,000 credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Facebook meme. <laughs> Listen, uh... She spits in her hand, and it smells like waffles. And she Mackie, spins it to you. Mackie rubs his face through her spitty hand. <laughs> She musses your hair lovingly. Hopper, Hopper comes. And the deal is made. Hopper comes sprinting in from the cargo bay where he's been like triaging and tending to the people and just sprays your face with disinfectant. Thank you, Hopper. That was standard uh, human practice. As is the ancient tradition of right. deal making. I'm glad that uh, we've secured this. Uh, you know terms? They call it testifying because Roman senators would suck each other's testicles <laughs> when they made a promise. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how that worked. I think um, we covered the, the Pope uh, verification procedures <laughs> yeah. before. Well, I think we they called it decimating because it rhymes so well with defecating. Mm. It's true. That's what yep, it means. That's, how, mm, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the thing. Mackie's like, I am glad that we were able to uh, secure favorable terms for both of us, and I'm glad we were able to do it before I tell you this next part. <laughs> uh so, you don't have a lot of uh, home fires burning with uh, Apogee Aerospace, do you? Don't have a lot of connections, deep and personal, people you love, people you're going to miss? No, I was on contract to um, guard a uh, edge tech storefront on Apogee Station, but uh, since we failed that mission... <laughs> ah, yes. Spectacularly, I might say. Yeah, I feel like that was somewhat out of our hands. Um, Agreed. Totally. The blame probably lies with whoever lured those murder drones to the station. It's a good thing we will never know who did that. <laughs> Grace raises an excellent point. It's mm -hmm. nobody's fault except for those people yeah. who will probably never know who they are. I will have to request the freedom to investigate who could be responsible for this crime. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> All right. That shouldn't be a problem. Hildy's been listening to this over comms because I assume Mackie doesn't like switch his stuff off. Of course not. And so she just chimes in. 
in the in the mess area. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Miss Schenk, I will be happy to help you with that endeavor if you would like some assistance. Uh, just see me when the time comes, and um, you will get a text message. And Topper will get a text message that says, don't worry about it. That's just like, yes, uh, I'm going to have you uh, liaison with our uh, chief information officer. <laughs> and I'm sure that you two will uh, put your heads together and get right to the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. Get another text message that says, lay off it a bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't Mackie, want her to get do you need a Mackie, glass of water? Mackie winks and taps the side of his nose as if you are there and can see him do it. But Hannah Shank is like... Can, what what are you doing? <laughs> Anyhow, he's like, Mackie, I do not normally like to alter your stat- status. However, you have been promoted to senior uncomfortable euphemism officer. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Uh, Miss Shank. Look, uh, there is a non-zero possibility that we may find ourselves at odds with the aforementioned Apogee Aerospace sooner rather than later. That's not going to be a problem for you or your men? On the contrary, I welcome the opportunity. Oh, right. You know, I think that we're going to get along just great until your inevitable betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Miss Shank, if you have concluded your... Uh, well, if you want... I mean, I have a, like, non-betrayal package. <laughs> is, is it 41 credits? Is, I was yeah. going to say 33 yeah. credits a day. Is yeah. it the standard non-betrayal package? Yes. I find I get my best bang for the buck with those if I wait a year. <laughs> So uh, let us revisit that. Yeah. Betrayal in the first year now. really doesn't sting. So yeah. it's not really even worth doing. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. You and me are going to get along. Have you concluded your, your waffle smoke break? I have. I, well, it was more of a uh, period of unemployment, but now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're with I'm me. I'm on duty. All right. Hildy interjects again. Miss Schenk, since you are now formally a part of the crew, if you could please forward me both your preferred mode of address and the preferred modes of address of your crew members. The standard will be perfect. Uh, personal pronouns, your honorific, uh, whatever you would like. Uh, we do like to make sure that we apply the correct descriptors to folks while they are aboard our vessel and a part of our crew. Mm-hmm. Dr. Cade, you have been promoted to senior protocol officer. Why, thank you. Oh, that all reminds me. Yada, 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 Miss Shank. Don't get deep with the ship or with the medbot. Keep mm-hmm. it light, all right? <laughs> Can you do that for me? No problem. Fantastic. Consider that your first order. Keep it light. Okay. And I would like a confirmation yeah. on she is all uh, she, she, her. Her underlings. One says he's he, him. And one says, just don't call me late for dinner. And then you're like, I need something on the paper. And he says, he, he him. <laughs> Excellent. And we have been calling you Mishank. Is there something you would prefer? Well, I'd, if I can get a uh, proper title from your computer. I know he likes to give out the titles. Yes. She, excuse me. You have been demoted to junior fucking up the pronouns officer. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Grace, uh, that is quite a mouthful. I understand the prickliness, but uh, I'm sure something we can arrange here soon. He turns to uh, Hannah Shank and goes, my program is use guys. Not that anyone ever asks. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie, we have asked you at least once a day. <laughs> it's use guys. <laughs> hey, use guys. <laughs> Sergeant Shank, you have been promoted to... Sergeant, apparently. Admiral? Sergeant Shank, you have been promoted to non-commissioned shipboard disciplinary officer. All right. So call me non-commissioned shipboard disciplinary <laughs> officer Shank, please. 
Uh, excellent. Yes, that is also a mouthful, but I'm sure we will be able to work with it. Then just don't call me late to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant's fine. Excellent. Uh, Sergeant Schenk, I have entered you and your compatriots into our roles. I have them listed as he, him, but do not have their names. Um, yeah, I don't either. That is fair. I to find them in my notes at the moment. Give me one second. I will simply enter them as thing one and thing two. Ah, here we go. It's uh, Rin Zexen and Wang Zun. I assume that Wang Zun was the one who said, don't call me late for dinner. Yes. I feel like with a name like Wang, you learn to have real bad humor real quick. Yeah, you have to. Don't make too much fun of Wang. He has real growth potential. (laughs) (laughs) You're forced to. (laughs) (laughs) Anton. Yes. You land on the hull of the LS Albatross. Yes. It is a large Corvette, cherry red. (laughs) Nice. Is it bitchin'? It is bitchin'. Um, Fantastic. It is convertible. Everybody's dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a Jetson style? (laughs) I um, accidentally put on my... uh, my hover boots instead of my mag boots, and I'm uh, cast off into the void. <laughs> right. You and, uh, let's see, we got Gulen in a backpack mm-hmm. on uh, Love Gruber's back. Yeah, it's kind of Yoda. Yoda leads, it? Yeah. Gruber leads you uh, along the hole to the airlock, where you enter. As soon as the airlock seals and the inner aperture spins open, a group of armed Luxiday guards, let's say six of them, mm-hmm. come up and begin to uh, help you out of your spacesuit. <laughs> Am I aroused? <laughs> Are you naked under me? I think that's up to you. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah I, I comply to mm-hmm. you know the degree that yeah. is reasonable. And uh, once they've got you out of your big bulky vac suit, they pat you down for weapons. I can roll a check if needed. Uh, no. Trying to conceal anything? I didn't bring anything. You didn't have a gun for space whales? <laughs> I'm surprised. Actually... Should have had a attack. I think I remember Shut distinctly up. in the last recording that we talked about this. I just don't remember. Yeah. Well, whether or not I brought a gun. I um, remember there was something said about guns, and you were like, oh, Anton will have those. Yeah, that's true. Anton is always packing. Let's just say that I will surrender anything I have without, you know, there's six of them, and I'm going to their vessel. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing what Mr. Gruber did on our boat, basically. Ah, uh, don't mind this. It's, it's just for space snakes. <laughs> <laughs> space snakes. I didn't know there were snakes in space. Mm, I hate There's space snakes. everything in space. Okay. <laughs> Since we can ask, mm-hmm. what would the check be for them to find, like, a concealed, small, physical weapon in my boot? Off the top of my head, I think stealth, but you could make a case for any of your skills. Stealth tracks, but say, like, what would be, like, the DC of me concealing a, a knife in my boot? A knife? Yeah, <clears throat> I would say a six. Okay, then Dude, uh, you can just make that. Yeah, just for my if own. If it's a small primitive weapon, I would yes. say a six. Okay, yeah. I mean, if they find it, I'll surrender it. But I would like to not be completely naked here. Okay. I've got a plus two for my skills in uh, stealth and dexterity. Okay. Actually, I guess it would be a contested roll. But well, we can do a contested roll if you'd like. But I did beat a six. <clears throat> they just follow protocol. Okay. So they, they, <laughs> they take a six on it. They're like, hey, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I mean, it's a ship of them and a me with a knife. Yeah, so um, they do take your firearm mm-hmm. and uh, a pencil neck with a clipboard, sign something in triplicate, and hand you a ticket. Okay. If you lose this, the I, don't, ticket? I don't know what happens, but you won't get your gun back. Uh, can I like hold on to this ticket? But okay, 
I mean, I guess there's good then. I'm just... I don't imagine you have a lot... Like, presently, another guest that would have surrendered a firearm. So, theoretically, if I lose this... I mean, it's not like it would be anybody else's gun. Just keep the ticket, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I did not ask, do you have a, like, lost and found bucket of <clears throat> firearms that have been left previously? No. It <laughs> is disappointing. Most uh, people keep their ticket. So. <laughs> okay. I'll tuck the ticket into, like, an inner pocket. And cool. Hopefully that won't be an issue, because I really like that gun. Dan, are you making a note to make sure that he does a roll to check to see if he kept his ticket later? I will check. <laughs> Give me a ticket tuck uh, wisdom. <laughs> I'm writing a ticket on my readied items. <laughs> if you don't have a ticket, Harrison Ford will show up and punch you and throw you out of a window. And Man, then- I wish Harrison Ford would show up and... Not punch me. Just once. Welcome to Astrobomica Podcast. Not get punched. Uh, uh, Things get weirder and weirder with Harrison Ford every episode podcast. Man, I wish Harrison Ford would show up and then suspend me in Japanese rope bondage. (laughs) Man, you too. (laughs) Let the record show that Cullen was nodding his head in appreciation. It was like an eyebrow wiggle. Everyone listening is. Kind of doing the, well, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, what can I say? He has a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, he has a helicopter. (laughs) What more do you need? So the captain of the LS Albatross is Kyoko Akiyama. Where is the the captain here? Yes. Okay. Uh, Well, she's at the helm, but you are escorted to the helm. Okay. With love. Have they deposited um, Gulen, or is he still being dragged? Yes, a medical bot approaches and Mm -hmm. extends its arms and says i will take him (laughs) i mean yeah i got what i needed out of him (laughs) a single tear (laughs) (laughs) on the inside of his point rich tier yeah speaking of which i think that was your uh, goal wasn't it? oh yeah i guess this would be prudent i have taken the experience point for making gulen cry Mm -hmm. and the most relevant thing to make for my new short-term goal i think is depositing the refugees and i'm gonna put quantifiably my short-term goal is to have explicitly like just crew and hirelings on the grace okay so when we get to that point i'll take another point all right and i can make that happen immediately for you (laughs) i was gonna say uh, we're not in comms range but we'll talk Mm -hmm. what no no that's directly (laughs) in opposition I've, I'm feeling less moral Safely. than I was. This game started ago. with your goals directly in opposition to the party. Right? <laughs> Look, man, let's you not talk to find about. The ground, but. Let's not talk about the past. Yeah, like right. it matters. That's true. <laughs> let's talk about the future. Indeed, I'm on the bridge. You are brought to the bridge to Captain Akiyama, who looks up at you from her big, comfy captain's chair, and uh, she kind of looks like what's her name, Carmina? What's the no, not Carmina? Drummer. Drummer, yeah. From the Expanse? Yeah. She's okay. great. Let's go with that. Yeah, she's good. Kara G, okay. I think her name is. Or maybe uh, it's a hard G. Yeah. Kara G. She's great. Cool. All right. Foxy. Gotcha. Hard-edged. Yeah. <laughs> so Anton's type, then? Possibly. We'll huh? see how flirty this gets. Yeah. We did send our best negotiator. <laughs> it's a hard cut, too. <laughs> Anton leaving the captain's quarters. <laughs> As a way of greeting, I'm not going to, like fall back into military protocol I, I won't like do a salute or anything but anton's standing attentively good posture hands behind his back paying attention to a captain 
who is an actual captain, mm. and you know he hasn't had to yeah. stretch his respect muscles in a while. Yeah, you get the <laughs> sense the ship's computer is just a computer. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Gross. <laughs> I understand. Do you have come to negotiate the release of the Lakshi Day employees? Uh, yes, uh, Captain Akiyama. Well, uh, if I can be frank, uh, nothing would make us happier than having them off of our boat, and uh, I think that there's. Really no reason that this can't go as amicably as possible. You know, we're ready to transfer them over post-haste. She nods to one of the uh, officers on the bridge who brings over a uh, little kind of data stick and offers mm-hmm. it to you. And she says, this is a flight plan that will take you to New Kansas City, where you can offload our people. I um, was We will, on- of course, escort you and offer whatever defense we can. Uh, if I make that, I was under the impression that we could transfer the Luxide refugees directly to the Albatross. As long as the uh, Apogee ship is in the area, I cannot commit the Albatross to a If I may, your man Gruber and I had discussed previously, I understand that the Albatross is equipped with a uh, small fighter, or perhaps... We have Mortal. shuttles. Well, that is disappointing. I was hoping for something with a little bit more of... Well, uh, in that case, I see no reason that we cannot with the... We have fighter craft. They're just not on board. I mean, we have the uh, assets of the Lakshi Day Corporation at our disposal, which mm-hmm. are uh, in transit at the moment. Uh, c'est bon. Well, what uh, we had discussed previously was using um, some of the other craft to run interference where we transferred the refugees directly. I feel like a complement of fighters could uh, accomplish that pretty well. Really, the only reason that I'm bringing this up at all is that I understand that there will be some turbulence with Apogee, and the majority of the refugees aboard our vessel are Apogee employees, and if we land at uh, New Kansas City... Yes. Uh, we are not the a- situation on Glazer 4 is uh, politically fragile. Uh, f- frankly, if we had the backing of a you know company as grand as Lokshide, we would not be as apprehensive about flying in the face of uh, Ab- Abajee. However, you know we're a small vessel. It's just us. We can't take on a whole corporation solo, no? Yes, and I'm willing to commit to protecting your craft while our people are on board it. One thing that is uh, important, would uh, the other refugees aboard be welcome at your docking station when we land? Yes. We will happily return all of the refugees to uh, where they need to go. If you could clarify where they need to go is nuts. According to their wishes, yes. Okay. <laughs> as, <laughs> where they need. As, 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 uh, <laughs> we will send them where they deserve to go. All, oh, dear. All appearances to the contrary, we are above engaging in a, a trade of human cargo. Hmm. I just want to be explicit. Understood. We? Well, I guess... We, cons- <laughs> we consider this a uh, refugee crisis and are treating it accordingly. Contrary to what I just spoke of, uh, <laughs> I do feel that uh, our small vessel has taken on uh, quite a bit of the rest in this time, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like we are really going out on them to uh, take care of Lakshide, particularly. Can we negotiate some sort of compensation or perhaps a working relationship moving forward? I am cleared to um, hire you on a contract for 10,000 credits. For services rendered, 
and of course uh, extend to you going forward access to uh, Luxie Day shipbuilding facilities for any modifications or upgrades you need to make to your vessel. Uh, that sounds more than agreeable. We have a number of excellent products which are for export only, <laughs> um, which is to say we don't sell it to people who live next to us, but we're happy to sell it to people who are going away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will certainly be doing that. If one... Hinky little uh, final. Feel free to say, no, this is not really um, (laughs) particularly important to me. I was just wondering if maybe I could fly one of the escort fighters. (laughs) I just think it would be pretty cool. If it comes down to that, I will see what I can do. I guess that's I all will I can uh, mark down without double checking that you are cleared, uh, <laughs> that you have pro- uh, proper permits. Uh, you seem a peaceful man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad that you think so. I've worked hard to, um, you know, put off that kind of vibe. <laughs> have you been to Glazer Four before? I honestly cannot remember. Well, there's something uh, you should know. You can take it back to your crew. Part of the reason that we prefer for the exchange to happen on the surface is because. Glazer 4 is protected by a pre-tech orbital station called the Dove of Peace. It is a rapid response system for any act of overt violence that occurs on the surface. Dove of Peace sort of sounds like a bit of a misnomer. It maintains peace on the surface, essentially. Uh, it was a mining facility, so I assume the builders were concerned about labor revolts and, and the like. Um, so any act of overt violence that occurs on the surface will be responded to. Uh, Is there a particular threshold? Um, like, say I, I go to a bar and um, I have there a are, There is a government office for consent to harm. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go and file the proper paperwork. Oh, this is good. Wait, this is so great. you go I, and I you talk them. to the lawyers to make sure that you can have a bar fight? Well, they, um, they well I, usually it's for sexual gratification but sure oh okay you could do a bar fight i'm sure if you organized it that was just yeah Kristen, the player all right (laughs) (laughs) now listen mine owners dealing out repressive violent tactics against their workers but still leaving themselves a loophole for sexual debauchery Mm -hmm. that's just beyond the realm of credibility in (laughs) the fiction world well um i suppose the uh Last things to iron out, would you prefer for me to return to my vessel, or could we um, focus the uh, debium communication and relay this information quickly to the Admiral Grace? I can spare temporary and periodic tight beam communication with your vessel. I will need you to return with the codes so that we can establish that connection. Hmm. I was sort of hoping to hang out over here and maybe have a better chance of getting into you're welcome to You're welcome to do so if you don't feel that... I mean, uh, try to charm her, man. Turn, no, I mean... Turn on that classic Anton charm. And be like, uh, may I have a uh, use of your galley from the uh, <laughs> They will yeah. make you a very yeah. good combo. Make her dinner, man. Uh, make her dinner. Uh, s- s- <laughs> we're, we're over here. Well, you we're don't over wanna... here in the tight beam like, Anton, <laughs> make her is dinner. There, is there a window? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're standing by it. You move over to the window to hear the flashlight. Click, 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 click. The Cyrano de Bergiac. Yeah, meanwhile, Uh, Mackie's on the other side with his flashlight, like, make her dinner. (laughs) I wonder, Uh, though, if it's a good idea for Anton's next violent ex to have a Corvette 
<laughs> and like an army at her disposal. <laughs> it sounds way more interesting. I mean, I'm, it sounds into awesome. It. Anton, expose 35% of your skin surface area and try to blush. Which <laughs> 35%? I pull what, I pull it really doesn't is. matter. I do, I do a big stretch, you know, hands behind the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tilt a little bit, pop in my back. All right. Give me a, uh, what, what skill do we want to call that? Uh, I'm going to go with connect. Yeah, connect. connect that works. You don't think perform? Um, no, nah, this is connect flirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm lobbying I'm for gonna, connect or pilot. But I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to have pilot. <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> is there a skill for docking? Uh, <laughs> Roll um, me that exert first charisma I need, check. <laughs> first, I need Grace to give me a um, medicine check. To, right. see if, to see oh, if she forgot if she was giving him advice for chimpanzees. Or... <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, heal heal int, I guess. Okay. Oh, it's good, good advice. Good advice. Yeah, right. that's a twelve. Giving you a uh, what is that for helping somebody? Is that a plus a bo- one? I think it's a plus one. Giving you a plus one bonus on your man. I thought it was gonna be to see if like his I, uh... stitches held from the <laughs> <track>. <laughs> <laughs> He like does the stretch and like just yeah. all the that's, stitches. That's just gonna on. make me look <laughs> more <laughs> rugged. <laughs> No, man, scars look rugged. Open wounds look concerning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, red flag. I undo the clasp at the neck of my uh, mm-hmm. my spacesuit where the helmet would sit, and uh, I give her a look. Okay. Is it a smolder? <laughs> We're going to find out with the dice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of look is it? Uh, that's oh, a, that's nice. a 10 that's on the nice. die plus three. Yeah. That's a 13, my dude. That is right. a smolder. <laughs> she... Uh, receives your smoldering look. <laughs> you remember All to bite the... your bottom lip instead of your top lip. Yeah. <laughs> every sensor on the to... uh, every sensor on the Admiral Grace's board lights up. It's like the albatross appears to be on fire. <laughs> I, uh... Anyone wants to write a slash fic, send it in. It will be read on the air by Anton. Anton uh, kind of toys with his mustache a bit and goes, you know, I... Um... I've never been on a Luxury vessel before. I feel like I would be remiss if I did not uh, stay aboard for the voyage down to the surface. Nice. I'm going to take notes, actually, on this method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember, expose 35% of your skin and try yeah. to blush. <laughs> yeah. Don't do 36. <laughs> I feel like um, we may have some time... You know, before anything interesting happens, uh, would you mind uh, escorting me to the galley? Perhaps we could certainly open a <laughs> bottle of wine. Certainly, she says. Meanwhile, in, in the, the flirtatious s- way of the second officer at the sensor <laughs> paddle, who's been trying to get somewhere for like six years, is yeah. like motherfucker. <laughs> she says, well, uh, like, I guess I have the helm now." Yeah. She says, "Number two. <laughs> You have the helm. You have the helm. <laughs> I was nice to her every chance I got. <laughs> I even showed her thirty percent of my skin. <laughs> Number one's Rookie gonna go mistake. get a uh, get flossed. <laughs> Send to the medbot. <laughs> oh, shit, she's getting jamba laid. Oh, Ooh. that was a good one. I'm Colin, and I endorse this pun. <laughs> Uh, and the curtains draw closed over Anton and uh, Captain Akiyama. As far as you know, we just went to the galley to open a bottle of wine. Yeah, playing rock, paper, scissors, whatever. Gross. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Emphasis on the scissors. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, you get it, Anton. <laughs> I'm getting a fighter. Yeah, they have sexual congress in ways <laughs> <laughs> that are most pleasant for the viewing audience. Probably not very fun to partake in, but beautifully shot. Oh, they're eyes wide shutting it. <laughs> yeah. Very well lit. Great yeah. lighting. Yeah. Illuminated by the soft glow of the red dwarf star. Wow, what an adventure. This has been Astronomica. Uh, and uh, I'd like for you guys to all come check us out at our website. Uh, at www.astronomicapodcast.com. There you'll find a list of all of our social network accounts, probably logins and passwords if you want to get on there and talk shit. Rate and review on Apple Podcast. Check us out at r slash Podcast on Reddit. And I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>